Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And we're back! I love how every it's other Friday. show, Is Daniel gets his ears, like, Blown imploded. Off, <laughs> oh my god! You've been doing this for how long? Ow. <laughs> okay, to be fair, it wasn't making any noise. I pushed a button and then boom! Yeah, and then it made, noise. So then it made lots of noise. Yes, yeah, so was the button was not on. The kind of person that would push the big button that says, do not push. Do not push this button! Just to find out. Yes. So fair. Welcome! It's another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and uh, Jessica's not here. No, Aww. she's not. So we'll just not turn her right microphone now. off. Mm. So uh, lots of lots of stuff has happened. Um, unfortunately, uh, yesterday it was announced early, early in the morning that uh, the man that uh, myth the legend Prince, or the man who is formerly named Prince or whatever Formal his name is, Prince, yeah. has and, passed uh, away. And, uh, I don't know what WWE counts as, but China has also passed away. Yeah, uh, Joni Lauder. Most famous yeah. girl wrestlers of all time. For the ni- at least in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that's too bad. Um, Do you guys catch that halftime show with Prince where it was raining? In the Super Bowl? Yeah, I in the did. Super Bowl. <laughs> and it was like the most epic thing in the world as he was singing Purple Rain and in the rain. In the rain, And yeah. it was like, it was epic. Probably one of my favorite Super cool. Bowl halftime well, shows. Well, and he could have easily just pulled and said, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah. were talking about it on the NFL Network today, and they were like, they get a call from his agent saying, yeah, it's raining, what do we do? And they talked directly to Prince, and he's like, can you make it rain harder? <laughs> and I was like, what a champ. Yeah. The one thing I always wondered with him, I'm a huge Weird Al fan, and Weird Al always wanted to parody one of Prince's songs, but Prince would never let him. Well, Weird Al would always ask the artist first, and Prince just wasn't for it. Now, now he can probably was, do it. Oh, nah, be, probably I not. Know, I, was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder, but... That, that that will be interesting. Still, um, be you know. Missed. However, I have to admit, you know, one of my favorite superhero soundtracks is still Batman, um, with his songs oh, yeah. on there. Yeah. So that's the way to tie it into nerds. Especially stuff, you know when you know, you have the parade going on and you have his song going on. And you have the Joker like tossing out that cash was like crazy. Epic, actually, yeah. that's yeah. one of my favorite. I want to watch that now. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So that with that said, so. Uh, some other really cool news. Uh, it's been announced that there is because we kind of we've talked about it before. Portrayal House on the Hill. Oh my There's God. an expansion oh coming God. out. Yes, which is kind of yes, funny because because like <laughs> la- it was just last episode. Jessica was 
complaining that you always got the banshee. Well, now yeah, there's, there's 50 more stories. There's 50 more storylines. <laughs> play the same one three times. So now there's a po- a hundred possible stories for you. Which What's is it be called? Awesome. House of Betrayal on the Hill or Betrayal House of the Hill. Hill. Avalon Hill. Avalon Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Widow's Walk. Walk. Yeah. yeah, that was it. Cool. Yeah. It looks super, super legit. But it's still not until this fall, so watch so, yeah. more. But it's coming it's, out this fall, but gotta... still, you know, even though it's not coming out till this fall, that's still pretty awesome. So with I want to play the original like a ton before this one comes yeah. out. But... So <laughs> with this expansion, you get uh, another rule book. You get the two haunt books, the, both the Trader's Tome and the Secrets of Survival, 20 more room tiles, 8 omen cards, 11 item cards, 11 event cards, and there's an additional 76 tokens that come with this. So, Jeez. Um, definitely going to be adding a lot to your game. Um, now, it, do we know if our friends at Battle Bards have made like a scary like environment They have not. Soundtrack? I know we've kind of hinted saying, hey, you should do that. Because that, that would, would be, awesome. be super scary. But, we just um, do it on our iPhone, which is already scary. Yes. But then half the time Pandora like chimes in. And we think there's a ghost trying to sell us a grant to uh, but see, massage see, therapy see, see, here's the cool thing is this is being put out by Wizards of the Coast. So I'm going to have to that reach is out. Pretty good. I'm going to reach out to my buddies there and see, and see if, we if maybe we can get an early advanced review yes. copy and review it. And yes. uh, maybe we can get some of their game designers on to talk about it. That would be even better. That would be sweet. So, so sad I'll day. Do that. I yes. guess it wasn't confirmed because Michael Keaton is no longer in talks for the Spider-Man movie. Oh. So no Michael Keaton as Vulture. Well, um... That's too bad. Yeah, that's kind of sad. There How, was someone else, though. But, I was but it is very interesting vulture. that the uh, the that uh, a lot of the Spider-Man villains are being are, poached I mean, DC, or, or yeah, characters is ca- now yeah. in the Justice League. Yeah, right. Actors are being poached over to the DC over universe. The DC yeah, because right. you know um, two very iconic people from the original Spider-Man. J.J. Uh, J.K. Simmons is now be is Commissioner Gordon, right? Yeah. Uh, which is going to be interesting, and then we have William Defoe going over for who knows what. But it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I love them both. So uh, I guess they're just like, screw this. Yeah, bye DC. bye Marvel. Let's DC go to DC. Well, Marvel's if they're people. not gonna keep him, I think they should reach out to John Malkovich. I think he would be the perfect vulture, in my opinion. You hear that? No. Yeah, John Malkovich. Can you not see it? I can totally I can see, see it. it. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I think John Malkovich is too weird. Though, so now my but brain has to but like, vulture is super weird. Is he is weird. super weird. You can't yeah. see this man as Vulture. Um, I could totally see it. Hashtag Malkovich for Vulture. <laughs> got that Marvel? Very interesting. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've got some other stuff we could talk about, but what do you guys, do you have any other items you want to talk about? I was like, hey, wait a minute. But My mind has just been so full of football this last week. <laughs> I mean, what am I wearing during the show right now? A freaking Antonio Gates jersey? Ooh, yeah. What do you got, Dan? Black Lantern. Batman. Yeah. Wait, there's Black Lantern Batman? Oh, yeah. Interesting. He's a zombie. He vomits Black Lantern rings. Hey, so The Flash is back. We saw the new episode this last week. I was um, I, I was not happy with it. Really? No, so here, here's... Does zoom in it? It does. Uh, okay. Yes. So... Yes? Okay. <laughs> as far as the Flash storyline, it was good. It was good. My problem is, is in Supergirl, they had an episode where the Flash crossed dimensions to a new world... And he was on that episode. Called ABC. Yeah. Well, no, CBS. Or right? CBS? No, or ABC? whatever it is. I can't remember. Anyways, Another network. Yeah, CBS. <laughs> Anyways, so he was there for an entire episode, got lost, and then Supergirl helped him get back. The very beginning of this episode, you, you watched the episode, right? Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. He, you see the blue, 
dimension portal open up. He goes through, and then suddenly, like, not even three seconds later, it opens back up, and he comes back, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm back! It's because he was in Supergirl. And they oh, don't even mention it. Oh, that's they say, funny. They don't, I didn't he even doesn't know. even say anything. So I, In the Flash's episode. In the Flash episode. Because so, he was running so, so fast, yeah. he just, like, popped out well, of he dimensions. Went in, yeah, he went into another dimension. So... You, as a casual viewer that hadn't seen Supergirl, it was no big deal. You didn't even catch it. No, me I was that, just like, where did he go for that one second? Yeah, oh, well. Me, that has seen the other Supergirl, was like, and he didn't even mention, dude, I just saw some girl that could fly or anything like that. There was nothing mentioned. It's like, kind of stupid. what's the point of doing a crossover Let's just if you don't be mention honest. anything? Barry has seen some shit, and he is done having to explain it. Yeah, he's he's constantly in other dimensions, another time period. Apparently, just so. don't care. Apparently, anymore. now at this point, crossing dimensions and going through time is just a, a normal it's a Tuesday occurrence. afternoon. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> in the comic book, it's something that rarely happens. It's like, hey, it's that was last Tuesday. Weird. Um, but overall, I liked the episode. I'm a little like now that I'm not going to give it away, but now who, we know who Zoom is. I'm a little like his character is shifted for me quite a bit because you know. Mask on, mask off. It's a completely different character to me. I'm like, eh, well, I'm so this is there. This, here's the thing: is um, I think I know who is behind the mask, it, the metal mask, the man in the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm talking about Zoom himself. But yeah, I, to- I don't know who that is. What do and, you think it is? Uh, I think it's I think it's Hunter Solomon's father. Really? Because yeah, again, it would mirror Barry Allen's story in the way they were trying to do. Because well, they were saying like in a little Barry bit, so, would have become like Zoom had it happened. True. So you know? so Hunter, if you remember his, his storyline, his father was in the military, just came mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. and had killed his mother in mm-hmm. front of him. Mm-hmm. Now, and we know Hunter has, or, or Zoom has gone into other parallel worlds. Right. Who says he hasn't captured another one of his father and is now has him there as captured to torment. Over and over and over again. That's a good theory. That's a good theory. Yeah. Jess kept telling me that she thinks it's Wally West of another dimension, but I keep the when when you look at his hands and his you know he skin just looks colors older. Wrong. The skin yeah. color's wrong, but yeah. I mean, who knows? It might be you know the original Wally West that was you know white yeah. and redheaded. You know who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I think that's the part of the story right now that's keeping me most hooked onto it. Yeah. I'm like, who is the man in the cage with the metal mask? Well, and who the only he? the only reason I think it's him is because if you remember when Barry was captured, he was talking about um, the way he was tapping in that was an old military code. And there's never been a mention that his dad was in the military. We Up just until this episode, though. Because at the very beginning of the episode, you see that scene where he's like, I just came back from the service, and this is the thanks I get. And You're right. No, like, but I'm talking about Barry's dad. He's never, oh, there's Barry's never dad. been any yeah. mention yeah. that he was in the military. We always know he's just a doctor. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe it's Hunter's dad. So, And I like the fact that they've called him Hunter Zolomon. Um, he's not instead of the other thing that people might not know yet. Yeah. But watch the Flash, guys. It's a really excellent. They've show. done a great, very They've done show. a great job with the twists and the turns. Definitely, and even series. the deliverance of the twist. Like they don't Shyamalan it. It's not mm. like, oh man, that was a waste. You know, it's like yeah. old school Shyamalan. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, he was dead this whole time. You know, it yeah. was. It's a really, really good way of storytelling. Oh my gosh, and the fact that he's like. I don't know. My favorite part, I can't say because it would give away yeah, too much. Yeah, don't give it yeah. away too much, but at the same time, the, the, the weight is totally worth it. Yeah. And so far, the way they're executing it just drives the show 100%. Yeah, so it does. Definitely keep an eye on it. So, uh, check that out. Um, so, 
since Jess isn't here, I I, ha- I do have this really cool idea. Um, and since McKay is wearing the Star Wars shirt, Yay, Star Yay! Wars! so I want I want to talk about Star Wars. So, and the reason for this is yes. the idea came yes. to me, <laughs> and, and I wanted to pose yes. the question: What Star Wars movie is your favorite? What scene from that movie makes it your favorite, and why? And Dude. why has it made it so that Star Wars is like cemented into like? I need to go isolate Amazing. myself I know, on a planet scene, and I know think about it. Rough, man. Why no? But there, there's got to be at least one scene that just it, when you one. were y- younger that just went, "Whoa, I I love this. This is uh, this is this is my thing now." Okay, I have two. Okay, one my favorite movie will probably always be no, definitely always be A New Hope. Okay, there's just nothing that'll ever top the Death Star trench run. Nothing. Okay. Um, especially my first viewing as a child. So that's one thing that I remember. Uh, one big scene for me that actually got me into filmmaking was the opening scene in A New Hope where the Star Destroyer is chasing the Tanev. Okay. And I was like mind blown. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to find out how they did that. And when I got documentaries mm-hmm. and I learned, and that's why I got into film. But I think for me, the biggest moment was at the end of the original trilogy, which they ruined now. But even as a child, I could see all of the symbolism wrapping up together and putting a bow on it and making sense of the entire story, even mm-hmm. with the prequels now included, was the scene where Luke is shouting to his father, father, please. And he's getting zapped yeah. by the emperor and Vader doesn't say anything. All he does is look at him and look back. And you can see even behind a mask, the you know, with the, ma- the conflict yeah. and all of his emotions rushing up to his head. And he was just, you know, this was the moment that we've all been waiting for, mm-hmm. for the chosen one. And he makes a decision in that second kills the emperor and brings balance to the force even as a kid that to me was the most powerful scene oh yeah which they've since ruined by putting the infamous no from revenge of the sith in that scene but trust me if you have a copy of the original watch that and just let the the feels have you seen where they're they're actually the original theatrical release they're going to be putting back out they're going to release out into theaters Yes, in limited in li- releases. In limited releases, but that I, I, I will really would love to run go. out to go see those because I think be the exciting. nearest one to us is in San Francisco, or oh, I think got to be one. I think one in L.A. But I, I mean, I looked at the list that they had at the time. I don't know if they've up, updated it, but it was mainly in Texas, New York, California. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll open some more theaters. Yeah, already. I would hope so. If not, let's just rent a freaking theater and have a run at it. Yeah. Or they're probably going to do another marathon for episode eight, which we have to go see. Or maybe even Rogue One. So. Yes. That'd be so long All right. in the theater. So you're up. Um, Because I'm you know such the big prequel lover, Revenge of the Sith is actually my favorite movie okay. of all time. Not even favorite Star Wars movie. That is my favorite movie. Favorite of all time. Of all time. I know, right? It's wow. crazy. So I was 14 when it came out. So still a kiddish teenager, whatever mm-hmm. you thought. But, I mean, Darth Vader has always been, like, my favorite character since I was uh, ever seen Star Wars. He was so cool. And essentially, it was the story of how Anakin became Darth yes. Vader. And, I don't know, just in episode three, like, to me, when he's finally, when he's fighting Obi-Wan and Mustafar, and just the music, too, John Williams is an amazing... Oh, yeah. I, I, like, his music... I am going to regret the day when, heaven forbid, he finally passes. does die, and we're going to Will Star Wars, Star Wars sound the same we are so blessed that he was able to do oh if the force awakens oh yeah like that soundtrack i have it i own it i listen to it it's regularly amazing, amazing. well I, anyway the, the thing okay, just a sidetrack before you move on the thing that i love so much is he personalizes every character with a it's certain sound and mm-hmm. theme and then he blends everything in throughout the whole thing i mean 
If you go back, listen to the soundtrack for Force Awakens, and you'll be amazed how many times you hear Ray's theme blended and put into certain parts of you know, the, the old theme and mm-hmm. the old traditional Star Wars music we used to hear. And every every movie seems to be unique in its own way because yeah. it's so it's it's so hard to get the same sound and the same emotions and pretty much put you in the same world with different um, notes. Yeah, which I find amazing. So anyway, right. you love so the you love yeah. uh, so Battle, so Battle cool. of the Heroes. Yeah, is well, that song that comes on? It's just so it it was so sad watching because Anakin and Obi Wan. They, I mean, he's mm-hmm. been in his whole life yeah. like since he was a kid, and to me, it was just so sad finally seeing. The betrayal happened, and it's mm-hmm. depressing because no one wants to kill your best friend, your brother, whatever. But yeah, I don't the know, moment you're done like watching it. the Clone Wars, I want you to watch the prequels again oh, well. because that moment, which is already powerful to you, will become right. even that much more significant. Yeah. It just bums me out. Like I always, I was sitting in the theater, like I know it has to happen, but this is depressing watching because it's just like I don't know. Yeah. That is an amazing fight, it is. And there's a lot of cool moments. There's a couple of moments where you're just like, really? Come oh, I on. totally get that. I um, feel like there's good and bad with everything. Yeah, there um, there definitely is. You know, it's like they're jumping on shielded droids out yeah. on lava flow. That doesn't make sense. But okay. You know, and then Obi-Wan does have the high ground. And, you know, Anakin is just so arrogant. It's like, whatever, and does it. And it's like... I don't know. It's just... I think the first time I watched Revenge of the Sith, I was pulled out of the story, I think, at the point where Anakin turns to the dark side, where the Emperor is getting shocked by his own mm-hmm. electricity, and he's like, oh, please don't let him kill me. And instantly in that moment, Anakin's like, screw it, and cuts off Mace Windu's hand and shoves him out the window. Like, I was like, really? A pressure, man. I know, but I like, know. it was so quick. And when you think, like, before Episode 3 came out, when you think of the transition of Anakin to Darth Vader, like, I almost felt like that deserved a whole movie. And I was expecting it. Mm-hmm. And it happened in, like, five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, it didn't satisfy that. Again, The Clone Wars helps me with it quite a bit. Yeah. And I appreciate yeah, that moment more now. Yeah, because you see more of the tilting towards the edge of the cliff. It's very progressive. Yeah. Whereas in the movie, it was, it, you're right, it's like Instant. a snap. And it's like, what the? The heck? That's what I'm so wondering about with Ezra. I'm like, all right, he's had maybe some not great Jedi moments, but all of a sudden, like, full on, like, I'm evil. Like, what happened? The well, advantage they have is it's a TV show, so they can take their time with that transition. Well, see, but, the last season. Yeah. Well, n- not even that. I mean, we we've sl- we've seen Ezra do small things, so it's been a dark progression. side things though. Like, yeah, yeah, actually, we say so. We no. have. We have. Uh, you know, he hasn't never he was been a scavenger. Fully... He wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, he never was fully in the light. So it's not like a giant fall. So it, he's been kind of teetering back and forth. Whereas Anakin was in the light. And it was like, it was like, you know, we. that's what at least what we saw on the film. He yeah. was in the light. He's a dark side I, mini again, Anakin. I feel like, and to me, I don't know. He loses an arm like, and then he cuts Dooku's head off. Because he's afraid she's going to die. Like, I don't True. know. True. Like, you know, and I, and I know that was played in a lot. Um but again, it, it just it seemed like kind of a weak it, at the time. It seemed like kind of a weak sauce yeah. type again, excuse. And I, and I do see that more now. But like as a fourteen year old yeah. kid, like I definitely didn't notice that then. Yeah. I was just absolved in the Star You know, but Wars, so. uh, but in Clone Wars, we see Palpatine constantly manipulating and yeah. pushing yeah. buttons, and not only that, we see him making choices that probably aren't the wisest. But again, it's battle, and he's he's having to make those quick decisions. But that's pushing him further and further closer to that yeah. the dark side so and the more you see him get helps. attached to Padme yeah. and, his, and Obi-Wan and everybody and, Ahsoka, it just, and yeah, yeah that sense of possession and passion and love like 
it seriously pushes him over the edge, yeah. which is beautiful. So I'll give Revenge of the Sith, I'll give that moment that benefit because uh, again, Clone Wars completely changed my perspective on the prequels. Yeah, but no, I mean, and and don't get me wrong. Out of I would say out of the prequels, Revenge, Revenge of the, the Sith, Sith is, the is my my favorite because we get a lot in there. I mean, we get Pal- we get Palpatine fighting Yoda, we get. Anakin versus Obi Wan. There, there's, and you know, even Grievous. We get a lot in there. Um, I will say this though, dude. Attack of the Clones was, eh. eh. Um, I liked Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace was a good oh, setup. It was a dude. good setup. It really was. And then you know, Duel of the Fates was amazing. That sound, yeah. the soundtrack for that. Yeah. The fight scene was amazing. I mean, we got to see two. I, I think every prequel movie that. has its like remembering yeah. moment where it's like, I mean, even uh, Attack of the Clones. Like, I didn't love that movie as a Star mm-hmm. Wars film, but like towards the end, uh, when you see the battle in, on Geonosis, mm-hmm. that to me was just like so epic. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, a lot of them were disappointing. I love them. You know, mm-hmm. me personally, I do love the prequels and like a lot of the other Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say one of the things that the Clone Wars did negatively for me in Revenge of the Sith was the killing of the Jedi Council and the Jedi that were, you know, involved in the film because they are grown and and developed as such amazing characters in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And if you see them in Revenge of the Sith, they just die like a bunch of punks. Yeah. And that was just... It wasn't good enough yeah. for me. Well, that's, that that is the one thing that made no sense to me is Order sixty six. You know, you see Yoda suddenly feel something is wrong, yeah. and then he responds, and it's like the rest of the Jedi ha- they don't. It's like yeah, what the heck? Long. I mean, these are these are the council. These are the highest authority Jedi's, and they don't realize something's yeah, wrong. Was, yeah, they, when they finally confronted the Emperor too, and yeah. like the Emperor kills three of them within a matter of five seconds. Well, I know that like, was weird. You are not a Jedi master. No. If you got, yeah, like, that, that was the know. other thing that made no sense. Is they they walk in and they're obliterated. It's yeah. like what the heck? It's I mean, like all right, Miss Windu, choose some. Especially <laughs> back before um, EU was decanonized, like there was so much backstory to every one of those characters. Oh yeah, that is so epic, and you see them like taking on armies mm-hmm. with very little resources at their sides, and they kick so much butt, and then to see them die so horribly yeah. on screen and quickly. was just and quickly it was and just so that's sad. That I've always wondered them with because you always say like the. Clone Wars TV show helps too. Did you feel like the prequels, maybe it was just because there was so much that people don't like them as much? It's like they had a good story, but they couldn't tell it all because they had to fit it in a two-hour that, movie. That is... And well, see, they, I think they stretched it out too much, kind of like what they, what um, uh, Peter Jackson did with The, the Hobbit. Hobbit. It's just it, They took too much that was unnecessary to the story and shoved it in there for the screen time. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I think Lucas was trying to organize everything he had to wrap up, and he didn't have enough time to do yeah. it. He could have spread out those movies a lot more. There should evenly. have been... It, uh, the Clone Wars itself should have been a three-movie series. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think the the TV show helped expand it, but I think they really could have organized it in a way where they set up a lot of those events that Mm -hmm. we see at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith and then leave Revenge of the Sith as the transition from Anakin to Skywalker from, you know, the moment it starts to the moment it ends. Yeah. It could have been organized a lot better. It it could have, but... But you're right. It's a big story. It is. It is definitely a big story arc. I mean, the the Clone Wars is huge. I mean, there's a lot to cram in there. That's why we had it as a TV series. Um, So... And Revenge of the Sith, well, I'll remind you, it has a runtime of two hours and 20 minutes, so yeah. it's not a short movie. No, it's yeah. not. 
I don't know. I just feel like with how they do movies now, if they had had that kind of style back then of part one, part two, like they would have been able to fit. I don't know. I just feel if like we, if, had... if it got if it would have been a two parter, I think we then, could it could have been better. I mean, we could have the the fall of Anakin would have been probably a little bit more progressive. We could have seen more of Palpatine manipulating him to push him over to the dark side more. Uh, who knows? But know, how much it, of the beginning is. of Revenge of the Sith do you think was essential to this to the transition of Anakin? Like, I felt like maybe twenty percent of it was. Yeah. The whole story arc with Grievous, although I love Grievous, I don't think that he added as much as he could have no. to that story at all. Which is the whole point of the prequels. Yeah. I mean, is Anakin's fall? Yeah. I mean, Grievous was, was like, like half nothing. the movie. I mean, he really was nothing. Uh, you know, through the Clone Wars TV series, he was a good chunk of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But for a movie, in the movie format, it was like, why? Why is he here? I mean, it was like Dooku. Dooku. The only thing Dooku contributed to was cutting off Anakin's hand and being an annoyance. I mean, really, I don't see... I, I liked I, Dooku's I uh, scene in Revenge of the Sith yeah. as part of Anakin's transition. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that, but I'm talking about, yeah, like General Grievous and a lot of these background stories that could have been saved exclusively for the Clone Wars mm-hmm. TV series. Yeah. We could have had a lot more screen time to develop Anakin. Yeah. And I just think that disorganization in the filmmaking aspect is what made this movie not yeah. as great as it could have been. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I mean, at least for my my favorite and the one that really struck me, you know, as much as all the other ones are good, it was, of course, Empire Strikes Back. There you go. The first scene, you know, you, you have the soldier run up to the, the snowbank, th- put on his binoculars, look out, and you see the Imperial walkers, you know, clumping in. <sighs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. You know, and then they throw out the snow speeders, and you see that battle. Oh, that was that was the moment that solidified everything for the me. The ATs were yeah. definitely one of the most epic things I'd ever seen as a kid. Yeah, and I mean, for me, like I don't, you know, A New Hope will never be topped. But as a mm-hmm. filmmaker, I have to acknowledge that Empire is definitely the best of every yeah. all the movies. Well, and New Hope is great. You know, there's nothing more exciting than that first scene where you know the rebel soldiers are braced up mm-hmm. looking at that door, and you see the smoke come up and everything, and it pops in, and the stormtroopers come in, they start firing. And the then, one time when stormtroopers actually kill yeah. people, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Vader steps through for the first time, and you see him, and it's like, <gasps> how many characters have had that effect? Not very many. No, the not, first not, time you see him on screen, you're just like, whoa. Well, I mean, okay, let's even look at Darth Maul. As cool as Darth Maul is, it's still, at least for me, was not that same thing. Like, you know, like you're just like, oh I my like gosh, if we hadn't oh my seen gosh. Him until that door opened, maybe it would have. But since we saw him like standing next to Palpatine and certain random, yeah, things, yeah. Like, imagine if those other shots, yeah. like if that was he all was just gone, shaded. If that was the first time you saw him. Yeah, I felt like that would have been. Yeah, I mean, maybe if, well, but again, like Palpatine, how where it was, the cloak was over, yeah. and we never really saw like his face Rebels, or anything. We weren't sure, but then when mm-hmm. it happens and it's small, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So. But you know, I still don't think it would have had the same. Oh, even sure. then, when that same presence, because we'd never seen Vader, a villain like yeah. that before. Yeah. Um, still amazing. Still As a amazing. kid, I was peeing yeah. my pants so excited. I mean, but yeah, not the same I, thing. Going with Kylo Ren, you know, they couldn't really do that, but they did something just as amazing as when you know Poe fires his blaster bolt and he just sure swips around and, and stops. That at. was pretty incredible. Every, at that point, I heard an audible gasp. Everyone like. Oh, Whoa! Yeah. Because we had never seen that before, and it's like, okay, this is different. You know, besides the fact we have a rolling ball droid, and we've seen all these other things, we've seen stormtroopers yet again kill people, which we hadn't seen in forever. <laughs> you know, it still it was just amazing. But that that whole scene on Hoth, amazing. I love oh that scene. That's what you know? the ATATs, especially the sort with the Rogue One trailer. As mm-hmm. soon as I saw them on the beach, I was just like, yes. Well, the, yes. Oh, no, no I was yes. super excited with Rogue One because we've, I mean. We saw some Imperial Walkers on Jedi, but 
they didn't do anything. Yeah. It was just, yeah, they're walking, just patrolling walking through, by, yeah. you know, and seeing those on Empire and then never seeing them again is like, oh. And, you know, I loved going on the Walker assaults when I was playing Battlefront because I got to see the Imperial Walkers and that mm-hmm. was so yeah. fun, whether I was attacking them or, you know, defending them. Those are just they're so I love cool. Those. One of my yeah. favorite episodes of Rebels right now is the one where they're in the sandstorm when they meet Rex for the first oh, yeah. time and, and they can't see the anything. Middle. And they're in the old yeah. Clone Wars walkers. Yeah, and, and I just... thought that was so epic because that was the first the, time we'd the seen them in action ones. again yeah. since the 80s. I was like peeing my pants. It yeah. was so good. That is a good. great episode. And, you and know, seeing the, the, they're the, cruising along and then the, the new Imperial walkers are just... <laughs> and then it's like, okay, let's go for it. And they're attacking. It's like... And I'm sorry, like, excuse my language, but like... There's nothing more badass than seeing the prequels and the the original trilogy mixed together in such an epic oh, way. Yeah, that where was you awesome. see Rex like literally in his walker climbing onto one of the the ATATs oh, yeah. from its legs, and he's like, "Come get me, are you got?" And he jumps out of the <laughs> cockpit and he's standing like five feet away from the cannons of the ATAT. He's like, "Is that all you got?" Like raising his hands up. <laughs> I was like, "This guy is one badass mofo." <laughs> Yes. Rex is the tits. He's you know, so cool. I actually, you know, that was one of the things I did like about this last season because they did blend and pull in Clone Wars. We got Ahsoka, we got Rex, we and got Maul. you know, and even oh. yeah, we got Maul. But I mean, Rex in himself just being an old dude. I mean, and still kicking butt. You know, he's got the white beard. He's got the beer gut. You know, in a way, and he's still <laughs> out there. You know, and that was a one funny thing where he's trying to squeeze the armor on. He's like, these things used to fit. <laughs> you know, realize any, and that's them saying these guys have gotten a lot older. They're out of shape, but they can still kick butt. I love that scene where the officers like that. Abba looks a little tight around you, soldier. It's like look tight around your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. He really, he really does live up to his character in Clone oh, Wars. Yeah. so well, much. And that's the great thing is, even though I mean, we saw that progression with that character. You know, it very in Clone Wars, he was very uptight, very by the books, and then because he's been with Obi Wan and Anakin, you see him start loosening up and actually mm-hmm. becoming more of a person than. A replica. Yeah, and then even though we can't see it, but he does mention and talk about it, it speaks a lot about his character when Order 66 went down. Mm-hmm. He was like, we're not doing it, and they took out their implants, yeah. him and a lot of the other captains from the other divisions, and stood with their Jedi, yeah. you know, went into hiding so that they wouldn't have to be part of that. I think that speaks a lot about his character. We didn't have to see it, but it's there, and then we see how loyal he is through Rebels. Mm-hmm. Such amazing characters. Well, and clones. that's another thing that I really liked is because, you know, up until we saw them, it was just like, all right, they were part of Order 66, this really awesome character, and we just, we lost him. Awesome, man. You know, and, well, okay, whatever, but, you know, we got to see, no, Rex survived. Rex was one of the good guys. So. And Captain Wolf and all these other guys yeah. like, we really grew to love in the Clone Wars, which yeah. is amazing. So before we run out of time, I wanted to bring up one more thing sure. that's coming out with Star Wars. Uh, it was released online yesterday or the day before that uh, the first ship that we're familiar with from the original trilogy that's new to episode eight is indeed going to be the a-wing nice we see the director oh that's right yeah sitting in the cockpit yeah there was also uh prince harry and prince william were Mm -hmm. on set with them on set and uh so that was pretty cool i'm really excited for that i think a-wings were one of my favorite ships in return of the jedi Mm -hmm. and i was really bummed that we didn't get a fresh like you know, plethora of ships in, in uh, uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. That was one thing it was weak on was the ships. Yeah. You know, we really didn't get anything very cool other than Kylo Ren's ship. And then I like the new X-Wings, but we got, not as we much, got, you know. We got, and, I feel like it was just different colors of old ships. It wasn't Right, really right. Well, and there's usually that, like, wow factor with no, every movie. We, we, got, some, was we got some new TIE Fighters because originally the TIE Fighters were only 
single man, right? That's true. I like the mechanics of the TIE Fighters, too, yeah, but like so I felt like there was more those. they could do. But I think... really, look-wise, the only thing we got were the landing ships mm-hmm. you know, on both sides. The, the the boxy ones, which I don't yeah. like. I didn't like that. I know it like came in sideways. And yeah. yeah, especially like, Princess yeah. Leia's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leia, I didn't like the ones for the... The uh, resistance... The stormtroopers, either. Uh, I didn't like that one. Weird. Either. The, the storm. Well, the stormtroopers were kind of reminiscent of those old uh, kind of tank slash floating boats from, from World, World War Two. I, I could see that, but at the same time, I really loved the design of the the Imperial mm-hmm. um, shuttles. Yeah, and I wish they would have like implemented a little bit more into that. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate what they did, and I thought yeah. it was epic. But as far as ship design goes, I was hoping for a little. Yeah, bit like more. the only real. Nice new Kylo's. ship that we got was Kylo's, really. Which was, I love Kylo's yeah. ship. But um, I think seeing the Millennium Falcon was enough to get me like all excited about them again. But, yeah. you know, I'm excited to see the A-Wings back. I'm really excited to see the ships that they bring into Rogue One. Because mm-hmm. those are the ships that we've seen, that we've seen we're used in the original to, trilogy. Yeah. And it looks like they've got a whole bunch of new stuff in there, too, that Sweet. we hadn't seen before. So, like, I'm just super No, I'm excited for, for it because we're going to see a lot of the old stuff back. And then... You know who knows what happens in eight. I really hope we get to see oh, some cool man. new stuff in eight. I know it's going to have so many more questions though too, and we're going to be sitting here doing the same thing that we did with episode seven. But it yeah, really we, is like watching a lost movie. Like it's yeah. just like, come on, JJ, yeah, give us something. With, with Rogue One though too, just seeing the old stormtroopers again. That, that's so cool. One of the other just most iconic things from mm-hmm. Star Wars is just the original stormtrooper, and so seeing those again made me so. I love the just, old stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean, like, the mask. So good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, seriously, I want. A stormtrooper helmet, yeah. I do, and is you know, the new ones? They're okay. Yeah. You know, I I just I'm not a fan of them. It's not like oh, I want one of those. I was. You know, I'll be I honest, want an old stormtrooper. I helmet. was really excited about the new stormtroopers until somebody online posted the Donald Duck the Donald Duck comparison, thing. and I was like, wow, yeah, thanks for ruining that. It really is pretty close to it. Yeah. But. Even before, like I don't know, just with the original helmet, like it looked more menacing, and then when they added just the like I don't know excess the streaks, screen, yeah, it just yeah. It took away from it for me. So I don't know. But seeing him in Rogue One definitely is a nostalgia filled yeah, pancake, yeah. and is at it? the same time imagine the moment where you're sitting in the cinema and the scene of Darth Vader begins and he turns around or walks in a room like I'm going yep. to scream yeah. like I cannot wait to see Vader again so right. with that said we are out of time we're out of here uh, catch our show on Monday and we'll talk to you later suck it nerds Deadpool later geeks Hey Dungeon Crawlers, are you wanting to level up your gaming experience? Then we have something just for you. We've recently teamed up with BattleBards to bring you this amazing offer. That's right, if you are interested in adding soundtracks or sound effects to your gaming experience to make it even more amazing and more intense, then this is what you need to do. Go to BattleBards.com and we have specific DCR codes for you. You can punch in DCR1 at the end of uh, purchasing, and this is valid for the packages of the $10 or the $25 package, or DCR2, which is for the $50 package or the $100 package, or DCR3, which is anything from $150 or the $300 packages. Now, what these do is these give you custom rewards. So, DCR1 will give you one predetermined track for free. Uh, and then DCR2 will give you up to five tracks, which is half of an album. And then, of course, DCR3 will give you ten predetermined tracks, uh, which is a full album of audio. Now, this is super amazing and just will allow you to get more for your gaming experience. So, please, if you're interested, run out to BattleBards.com, throw in your coupon code, get free stuff, because who doesn't love free stuff? Until next time, we'll catch you later.